We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Mets fans? Jack Manuel here for the Brooklyn Buzz. And an episode that I'll do my best to stay upbeat, objective uh, about. But this night was an historically awful night for the Brooklyn Nets and the Nets franchise overall, giving up a hundred and 53 points to the Sacramento Kings in regulation. For the record, it's the most points that the Nets have surrendered in regulation, breaking the franchise record of 150, 151, sorry, which was surrendered by the Spurs in 1978. So it's been a long time since the Nets have been this goddamn awful and truly abominable. I'm speechless in a lot of ways. Now, that's not necessarily a good thing when you have to speak for 15, 20 minutes on a podcast. So I guess I'll do my best. Now, Jacques Vaughn has done plenty good in since being hired as the Brooklyn Nets head coach. But I think the honeymoon is now over. Jacques Vaughn is not Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, Nick Nurse, any of these sort of guys. He's he's just not, and I think some people I might be going in a bit too hard on him. I initially said that I don't think he's a championship coach and, and can lead us there. What he did in the first couple games uh, was certainly good, but they were against very mediocre offensive teams where the Nets looked good defensively. Most teams are going to look good are defensively against the Clippers, against the Wizards, against the Hornets, these sort of teams, because they're not great. They're, they're just not great uh, offensive teams. You know, and, and that's saying something about the Clippers and such, but uh, the Lakers game, you know, it was it was more of that times 45 trillion. Uh, I, I just, even early on, you could just see there was, no engagement and the execution defensively was truly horrific. They were getting back cut. They were getting every single time that the ball moved. The Nets didn't know how to switch, when to switch, who was talking. There were heads with their there were chickens with their heads cut off out there. It was just what do we do out here? No one did anything. The Nets had. Three blocks on the night. And two of those came from Kessler Edwards and Dayron Sharp. Their rim defense was 
just awful. And I said before the game that I think the Nets have an opening to attack the Sacramento Kings at really getting into the paint because they aren't a good rim protecting team. But they were absolutely outshone and then some by uh, the Sacramento Kings who scored 66 points in the paint. 66. The Nets themselves scored 44 points in the paint. It was... It was bad, guys. It was so, so bad. And look, is it all on Jacques Vaughn? No, I think a, a large burden does go to the players. And you know, Nick Claxton had probably his worst game of the season. DeMontis Sabonis ate him up. You know, he, he only played 18 minutes, Clax. You know, three or five from the field. Had one rebound, was minus 30. Now, look, the plus minus numbers, I, I, I won't even bother referencing them, but... DeMontis Sabonis was just beasting on the inside. And it doesn't matter who was guarding him. And a lot of this, again, goes to Sean Marks and his inability to actually have some other guy who is a bit more muscly, has a bit more heft to him, a bit more weight to him than Nick Claxton. Because now we're going up against Yusuf Nurkic. And Yusuf Nurkic certainly isn't, you know, DeMontis Sabonis. But he's a a quality big. And and I think Yusuf Nurkic has had a, a few good games against us. So... Look, this game for, for Nick Claxton, you, you burn it, the tape, and you throw it into the fire again and throw some gasoline on it because Claxton's had a really good season. But when he's guarding in the post, it is it is his weakness. You know, he's a much better, much better guard in space. He's a much better uh, help weak side uh, defender, and he works better on the switches. But in saying that, th- this was just one of those games where the Nets needed some jolt. So there was. You know, in the first sort of quarter, you know, 30 to 36, there was something there. You know, the, the Nets were going back and forth. They weren't playing good defense by any stretch, but they were getting some decent shots. And all they needed was some flicker of momentum. And they just couldn't garner that in any sense. Despite the fact that Kevin Durant had another game where he scored 25 plus points. 15th game in a row, I do believe. 27 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. 11-11 from the free throw line. Didn't hit a 3-0-1 from there and 8 of 15 from the field. Kevin Durant was the best player again tonight. But Kevin Durant is carrying this team in a way that few guys have carried their franchises and their rosters in team sports. Like, it's... it's I don't know... Look, it's it's like old school Harry Kane for for Tottenham. You know, it's I I can't really think of of, of many comparisons with what Kevin Durant is doing, and he's doing all he can. And look, there is a reason the Nets are are absolutely ruining the latter prime of Kevin Durant's career right now. That's on Joe Sy, that's on the supporting players, that's on Sean Marks by not creating a capable roster around him. There's a reason why Kevin Durant made a trade request. Kevin Durant made a trade request because of, and he said that there needed to be accountability and such. And yes, Kevin Durant did his own thing, And but for the majority of the time that he's been in Brooklyn, he has done all that he can for this team. And he's continuing to do that even in the absence of Kyrie Irving and with the way that this team is playing and being coached right now and being led by our owner and GM. And you can't say any bad things about Kevin Durant to start this season at all. And if you do, you haven't watched Nets basketball because he's been great. He's been truly great. And if he does have a trade request come tomorrow morning and by the time you guys are listening to this, I would not be surprised, nor would I besmirch him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I, I think that we all had our issues and rightly so for, for some reason or another for the trade request, how it was handled and such. But what the Nets are doing now in terms of you have a generational player, like once in a blue moon, once in a century sort of player in Kevin Durant, a top 15 player of all time. And this is how the, the, the roster is being constructed around him. The organization is being constructed around him. It's it, it's a shame. It's a crying shame. And, and I read somewhere, actually, let me just find it, guys, because I think it's worth bringing up. Sean Devini of Heavy.com said that an NBA executive believes that the Sixers have inquired with the Nets about Durant's availability and will continue to be aggressive in their pursuit of the 12-time All-Star. <laughs> Look, the Nets have had a have a certain history with the Philadelphia 76ers. It would hurt a lot to see Kevin Durant in a Sixers uniform. But ultimately, I can't besmirch, and, and like as I alluded to, I can't fault what Kevin Durant is doing and if he wants to go to Miami, if he wants to go to Phoenix, just just do it, and, and maybe it's it's blow it up time. But but maybe oh, I'm being a bit too rash in the moment. But the 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 ness <laughs> I'm probably making up words here, guys, of the loss that leaves an impact. It, it really, really does, and uh, I, it's pretty hard to, to 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 get back from this sort of thing. You know, you. You pick yourself up and you go against the Blazers in a couple of days' time and how you respond, you know, Jacques Vaughn was like, you know, the people's minds are in LA. Some people have sort of been saying, you know, Kevin, uh, after you know, Kyrie Irving's five-game suspension was served, the Nets players have been checked out. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not behind the scenes. But what the Nets served up tonight outside of Kevin Durant and to a lesser extent Ben Simmons was awful. I'll go through the guys. Royce O'Neal, who the Nets traded a first round pick for, ladies and gentlemen, put up one of four from the field, two rebounds, an assist, and three turnovers. He led the team in turnovers with Roy, with David Duke Jr. Uh, it was, I've, I've had my reservations about Royce O'Neal and I've been criticized at times for them. And I'm, I'm happy to eat my words if he does prove me wrong. But he hasn't proved me wrong yet. And I brought this stat up on the podcast in the preseason when Nick and I were doing a heap of previews. And I was like, okay, how much do we read into this? I'll bring it back up because the Jazz defensive rating with Royce O'Neal on and off the floor last season. With Royce O'Neal on the floor, the Jazz had a 125.9 defensive rating. That's insane. When he was off the floor, that plummeted to 95.7 points per 100 possessions. Now, I'll... 
I'll do my best to find the stats as I'm going along here to sort of see where he stands within the Brooklyn Nets organization. But he has been bad, guys. He's had he's been too inconsistent to warrant a first round pick. Like I've said a million times before, like I won't bring Bruce Brown back up on the podcast. But what is he doing better than Bruce Brown right now? Like, is it anything? Like he he brings a level of energy to the team. He brings somewhat three point shooting, but he's not doing that very well. I just think that he has his inconsistencies. And yes, the absences of Kyrie Irving and such mean the burden for Royce O'Neal is your third, fourth starter. Means he has to do more offensively. But at the very least, he just got to hit the three balls. That That's just what he has to do. Now, I've found the stats, guys, in terms of Royce O'Neal's on-offs. And let me just quickly go through them on my usual website. It's Royce O'Neal has played... A 509 minutes this season for the Brooklyn Nets, and the Nets post a 111 defensive rating. When he's off, that's 114.6. So three points better with Royce O'Neal on the floor. And the Nets are plus 2.76 when he's on the floor and minus 3.91 in 168 minutes. So for the Nets, the, the stats back him up for, for being an impactful player. But I'm looking at the eye test when it comes to this, and he looks putrid in certain moments in time. And he should be a defensive leader. And him, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, Nick Claxton, you know, I was incredibly optimistic about this Nets defense. And they have been they have been either awful or incredible. There is no level of consistency to this defense. And Royce O'Neal has been reflective of that too. Speaking of inconsistent, Joe Harris tonight. 1 of 7 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 4 points. Hit a free throw as well. Now, I brought up the fact that there could have been some bullshit rumors about trades for Joe Harris. He's not doing much for his own trade stock or his own stock in general. When he's not even hitting the 3 ball at an elite rate, Joe Harris needs to shoot the 3 ball at a 40% plus mark. He isn't doing that this season. Now, again, how much time do you give him? I don't know, but Seth Curry's had less time and less time to recover, and he is producing, and he was okay tonight. He was 3 of 6 in the field in, in 24 minutes, 1 and 2 from 3, did hit both his 3 throws, had 3 rebounds and, and 3 assists. You shouldn't have 3 rebounds from Seth Curry. He did have some junk time sort of stuff there as well, but in terms of Joe Harris, he was that sort of trade chip for the Nets that they could have, and, and and I think the reports were that the Nets were looking to get off Joe Harris for luxury tax reasons, and I'd be, I would be very angry if that were to be the case. But you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like it's been done. You know, I didn't want to. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion, and I'm Shea Serrano, and we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. 
trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I think that Jairus has been in certain rumors, you know, the Detroit sort of saga for Jeremy sort of Grant, the Nets, you know, had, had their hesitancies there. I think his relationship again with Sean Marks is so strong that the level of nepotism that happens within this Brooklyn Nets organization, if you're a mate or you got close ties to Joe Sy or Sean Marks, then you're going to be okay. And and Joe Harris, this is one of his worst games that I can remember, you know, other than a couple of postseason games, which certainly leave a firm imprint in my mind also. Uh, Edmund Sumner, the other starter, he's not a starter, guys. You know, he he just isn't. But he had 18 points, four or nine from the field, one of four from three, nine free throws. He hit them, two steals and assists. The box score flatters Edmund Sumner tonight. He there needs to be some semblance of a shakeup, and I think Seth Curry needs to start. Take out Edmund Sumner, put in Seth Curry. And put the ball in Kevin Durant's hands, or maybe Ben Simmons starts and throw Nick Claxton to the bench. That's probably not something that I would do, but there needs to be a semblance of a shakeup because Edmund Sumner's three ball is fluky at best. His ball handling is is decent enough. His defense is decent enough, but he's not a quality starter in the NBA. And the the numbers show that you know the the five man lineup of the net starters has been good, but again, it's been good against bad or below average teams. That's all I'll say about that. But Edmund Sumner still, I think, can impact the team, but in a lesser role. Uh, Yuta Watanabe, 19 minutes for him, four of eight from the field, three of five from three. Uh, I will. I'll never say, look, I'll, I'll occasionally say some bad things about Yuta Watanabe, but I don't have any really bad things to say about him tonight. I, I, I've seen people saying that they, he should be inserted into the starting lineup, but I think that his role is right coming off the bench. And sort of having a front court of him and Ben, or him, Ben, and KD, you know, his three ball, you know, is getting consistent now. And I'm, I'm starting to trust it a little bit more than, you know, before... You know, he even put on the Brooklyn Nets uniform. He's a fan favorite. He's certainly, certainly one of mine, and I'm sure he is part of the Buzz Hive as well. So I can't really say many bad things about uh, Utah Watsonabe, but you know, we've got extended minutes for Dayron Sharp, Kessler Edwards, David Duke, uh, David Duke Jr., these sort of guys. Paddy Mills played four minutes. He hit a three. Uh, Seth Curry, like I alluded to. Cam Thomas was okay. Uh, I, I think that he's... He, three or four of them. I like it when he drives and he's kicking out. He had three assists tonight. Look, he's, again, the, the Nets are just so guard heavy and it's just such an imbalance on the roster, the fact that they have so many guards and two bigs. And I don't classify Daron Sharp as a rotation big. And Nick Claxton is certainly is a rotation big and has been improving plenty. But some people are calling him, you know, that he should be coming off the bench and the Nets should be targeting a, a, a starting big. Well, I think that it should be just targeting a talented big that can rebound the basketball, provide a, a, a semblance of defensive solidity, and hopefully shoot the three ball because that would fit around Ben Simmons pretty well. But I'll get to Ben Simmons, guys, because this was Ben Simmons' best game, scoring-wise, as a Brooklyn Net. He hit the double digits. Yeah, get around it. Of course, it happened in the Nets' worst loss or worst defensive points-per-game night in in franchise history, but he had 11 points, he had 5 rebounds, he had 3 assists, he had a steal, 5% from the field, hit a free throw, out of, out of the 2 that he did take, 
And the one thing I will say about him tonight is that he set the tone early. You know, he drove into the teeth of the defense around at the rim, put up that sort of nifty right-handed float up, and he hit that shot. And he looked a bit more explosive in, in his movements. Even jumping for rebounds, he, he looked like that was sort of there. But I wasn't... Of course, it, it's just a shame that it did have to happen in, in such a performance. And his defense continues to be good. But like, I, I, the thing that I really liked just... And he had some decent passing, passes as well. You know, good sort of instincts to, to KD. So that was nice. But you know, ultimately, in a night to what happened here... You know, overall for the team, you know, it's a, a, a small, small optimistic takeaway. But in, in, in saying that, it's it's a small one. He also chatted to uh, to reporters before the game, guys. And he, I, I thought I'd bring it to you if you haven't seen it already. He said, quote, I love the game. Do I like all the bullshit around it? No. But I love the game and it comes with it. It is what it is. I love playing basketball and I love to work. Not every day is going to be perfect. Everyone has down days. But that's life. It's a roller coaster. You have good days, you have bad days, but it's life too. So you've just got to stick with it. I think Ben Simmons says the right thing all the time. But to be honest, I'm really just over him talking. And I just want to see this game build and go, all right. I'm putting up 20 points in the, the next game against the Blazers. I'm going to have 10 assists. I'm going to lock down Damian Lillard. Until I see that Ben Simmons, then I'm going to continue to have my reservations. And I think a lot of Nets fans will. Doesn't mean I'm not going to credit where credit is due. As I did earlier, his best game is Brooklyn Nets scoring-wise. I thought his rebounding was really positive, as was his passing now. Uh, a real skill that he does have. He's also, uh, it's just a mentality thing. You know, he just needs to continue. Drive, 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 drive. Get the get to the free throw line. Could, he's got his former team coming up against the in the Philadelphia 76ers. So we'll see how that goes. But a, a, a positive sign to take away from an otherwise a pretty bleak night for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I'll try and uh, throw a few other things in here, guys. You know, there was the, the second quarter was where it was won and lost. You know, I think it was something like a 24 to 2 run, if not uh, even bigger than that. Actually, I got a tweet here which sort of says I think it was even greater and even worse when you look at it on paper. Yeah, it was over six over a six minute span in that second quarter. The Nets gave up a 29 to 4 run. You're just not going to win games of basketball like that. That's just it. It's plain and simple. It doesn't matter who it's against, whether it's the Sacramento Kings, whether it's the Boston Celtics, whether it's whoever. It was putrid, absolutely putrid. And you know, Jacques Vaughn and the team overall should have done more to limit the damage. You know, Jacques Vaughn's been credited for having some good timeouts of late, and I'll I'll agree with that. But tonight, you know, his impact on the game was little to none, as was a few of the Nets players overall. It, they gave away a lot of turnovers. I'll go through the stats just to sort of provide a a fuller picture of the game overall. Net shot the three ball okay, but they also gave up 40, nearly 49% from three, 24, 20 of 41 for, for the Sacramento Kings. They shot 60.2% from the field. Truly disgusting behavior from the Nets defense. 56 and 93 from the field. I'm trying to think what else is worth bringing up. Oh yeah, they got destroyed on the boards, which is always... Seems to be the case. The Brooklyn Nets, I can't remember the last time I was actually recapping, and the Nets actually won the rebounding battle. 
They gave up 42 boards and they only got 29 themselves. So that was a nice little advantage. They had a lot of turnovers as well in that second quarter. I think it was something like eight. So that was a big part of gifting the Sacramento Kings so many possessions and so many easy points. You know, 26 to 10 fast break points in favor of the Sacramento Kings as well. It was just a, a, a shambolic performance from this Brooklyn Nets team, guys. Truly, truly shambolic. And I really don't know what else to say. I, I'll, I'll bring up, I guess, because there's always continues to be Kyrie Irving stuff. And hopefully I get to speak about Kyrie Irving actually playing for the Brooklyn Nets at, at some point in time. But who knows? In, in saying that, the, the Kyrie Irving updates are small. You know, there was a couple here and there. Jared Greenberg spoke to a TNT and he said that the teammates, including Markeith Morris, were. Markeith Morris told. He said this. Markeith Morris told me he doesn't understand why Kyrie is not back yet. I think a lot of fans don't understand that either. We also got a, a little bit more from Jalen Brown in terms of you know his discussions and his pushback for the the, the suspension and, so, and, and such. This is via Jared Weiss's timeline. He asked if Jalen Brown, if the Nets process with Kyrie Irving is fair. He said, quote, I think you're asking for a need to satisfy the common public. And I'm not sure if that is something that Kyrie is looking to do. I don't think he meant any harm by posting it. Obviously the link. And he also said this, but the comment that Josiah made, which I feel like bothered a lot of people was like, quote, he has more work to do. Like, what does that mean? Our society has more work to do, including Joe Sy. So I'm curious to know what it, that is and what what that means. And everybody is tuned in. I, I th- th- This is getting to a point where it's just like, w- w- do something, Joseph. Just do something. Because we as Nets fans and Kyrie Irving are just sick of this limbo state of this of the organization. And Kyrie Irving is reflective of that. You know, the Nets are dipping their toe in a little bit to try and be a contender and also having their foot in the other part of the water by going, ah, we can blow this up if we want to as well. We've got Jacques Vaughn as our head coach. We don't have Ima Yudoka. And again, that's a discussion for another day. I don't think Ima Yudoka would... Maybe it'd be making a difference because he is a quality head coach. But in, the, in terms of the Kyrie Irving stuff... What is going on here? Uh, is he back at home for, for the Memphis game? Is he back for this Portland game? The He's, he's met with everyone. And Joe Sy has had his say. And I've said that on the podcast as well. I'm just getting over it. It's getting tiresome. It's getting cumbersome. I, I, get, I get tired just speaking about it on the podcast. And I'm not... <laughs> it's, I can only imagine how other fans feel as well. But... We also got some additional reporting, guys, from Mark Stein. He said that the NBA PA could file a grievance if Kyrie Irving's suspension suspension isn't resolved with the Brooklyn Nets. Sorry for being a little bit tongue-tied there. He said, word is Irving is itching to get back on the floor and there have been rumbles for days that the NBA Players Association at some stage could move to file a grievance on Irving's behalf if the various parties involved can't reach a solution on a return timetable. It gets more and more complicated by the day. Hopefully, by the time you guys listen to this, there's a semblance of a resolution. By the time I wake up here in the morning Melbourne time, there's some semblance of a resolution or at least a progression to a resolution for all parties involved. However that looks, I'm over it. I'm over the nets a little bit as well, guys. Appreciate you listening. And and was a trying time for any Nets fan. Always appreciate your support. Five stars on all streaming platforms if you can. Shout out to my guy, Nick. He's doing a great job behind the scenes uh, with all of the social medias as well as Papa Nick. I'm going to start calling him when he's back. But again, guys, thank you as always. Nets World. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.